But curious as adults, what you all thought. Of course, you're sitting there with Ashley and Catherine. They were singing so along. Let, so you're, I'm answering for Kaylee. They were singing along. <laughs> <laughs> everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel and Sam. We have friends. We got lots of friends tonight. We do. I am so excited. We have two of my most favorite guests on the show. They've both been on the show only I think one time each and they are friends of ours. We met them on board the beautiful Disney Wonder in February of 2022. We would love to welcome Kaylee and Ashley to the show. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. Hi. Yeah, I love having both of you on at once. This is like amazing. Um, And I just adore talking to you guys and catching up on all of the Disney Cruise Line stuff. Of course, today we're going to be talking about your first cruise on the Disney Wish. We know you guys have been on the other ships, have a lot of experience on Disney Cruise Line, but why don't we remind our listeners of your cruising experience? We'll start with Ashley. This was my seventh cruise, and I've been on every ship now except the Fantasy. And yeah, it was a great experience. And Kaylee, who is one of the amazing travel advisors from My Path Unwinding Travel. Kaylee, why don't you tell our listeners your cruising background? Sure. So this was number 11 for us. It was our first as platinum, which was very exciting to get those coveted black lanyards. We've been on all five ships now, and we're very excited to finally experience in person all of the things that we've been hearing about with Wish for, you know, almost a year at that point. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into the nitty gritty about the cruise, let's uh, find out One, what were the dates of the cruise? What was the itinerary? And then why you guys chose to sail on the Disney Wish uh, in particular? Yes, we were on a three-night sailing on the beautiful Disney Wish over President's Day weekend. So we got on the ship on February 17th, which was a Friday, and we got off the ship on the 20th. And it was a full sailing. We even got that information directly from the cruise director. Oh, I believe that because it was a holiday weekend. What did they say was a full sailing? Yeah. Ashley, I'm going to let you answer that since you (laughs) offered that information. I can't remember. I can't remember the number either, but it ended in 44. I do know that. So (laughs) (laughs) Super helpful. (laughs) But yeah, the the cruise director talked about how it was a completely full ship. And I think that speaks to some of the observations that we had with the dining and the shows and just the experience of the ship, especially from the kid perspective. Um, So it was a full ship. We went President's Day weekend because I feel like except for the COVID times, we, this is a tradition for us. Our very first sailing in 2017 uh, was this kind of time frame um, because it's the winter and I want a warm Disney break between the holidays and summer. And President's Day weekend has just been lining up for us. And Kaylee and I were supposed to do this cruise during uh, when the sailing shutdown happened. Um, so this has been a long-awaited President's Day overlap. It's the nice. same for us. We we um, it is a tradition for us to do a Disney sailing over President's Day weekend. I think this was our maybe our fourth, and we had a couple that were canceled during COVID. So 
Why don't you tell us each who you were sailing with? Kaylee, we'll start with you. Sure. So um, I was sailing with my husband, Rob, and my daughter, Ruby, who was 17 at the time, was scheduled to sail with us. And she ended up having something much more intriguing at home and opted to uh, bail on us. So my husband and I ended up sailing as adults only for the first time ever. And it was very sort of bittersweet and um, unexpected because she decided sort of at the last minute. But we ended up having a really fantastic fantastic time. And I won't spoil too much by saying that it was really special to sail with Ashley and Catherine and have a sort of surrogate kid with us to get to see and experience all of this wonder through through her eyes. And it worked out perfectly because uh, my husband, Daniel, couldn't make this particular sailing. And so it was my first time on a, a cruise with my daughter. She's eight and a half. And so it was a mother, ended up being a mother-daughter trip. And my daughter, Catherine, kept referring to Rob as her friend, Ruby's father and dad. <laughs> so she had a surrogate dad on the trip with us. And it was great. They, just from the first moment we saw them at uh, Port Canaveral, the two of them went off together to look at the beautiful figurine that's right there in Port Canaveral. And uh, it was it was nice to be able to have um, a surrogate family with us. And what kind of staterooms did you all have on board the ship? Why don't we start with you, Kelly? Uh, we were booked in a one-bedroom concierge on Deck 12. Glorious. Which was a lot of room for two people. <laughs> <laughs> it was. We walked through it and it was absolutely gorgeous. The tile work, especially uh, in, in the bathroom, was gorgeous. And that's Rapunzel themed, right? Yeah, On the Wish, yeah. all of the concierge rooms. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The room, I mean, we can go into more about this. I don't know what you guys have planned for us, but the room was just absolutely incredible. And I think that there was more storage in this room than we had in the entire Roy O. Disney suite on the Disney Wonder. I mean, it was just <sighs> incredible. Almost a crime how much storage we had for this three-night cruise. I will really look forward to someday when the Wish sails longer itineraries and booking that room for the storage alone. And Ashley, what kind of stateroom did you all choose? Sure. So Catherine and I chose an inside stateroom. We were 7,001, so the very forward of the ship, opposite of Kaylee's experience. There was barely enough storage for the number of poofy princess dresses that my daughter brought <laughs> for a three-night cruise. Yes. And the number of ears and accessories. We don't travel light. Um, <laughs> but the most important thing about the room is that it had the drop-down bunk bed for my daughter. Mm -hmm. And it was very tight walking in the room when the drop-down was there. But it was perfectly fine otherwise for three nights and two people. I didn't miss the veranda. I thought I would miss it. And for a longer sailing or something interesting like Alaska, I would definitely want having that fresh air in the veranda. But because we were exploring the ship so much and it was only three nights, we were not in there uh, in there a whole lot. So we did not miss the veranda. It was interesting that this room did not have a split bathroom. So we had a single oh. bathroom. And having the glass doors of the Wish instead of the curtains with the other ships, I loved the single bathroom because you didn't have that awkwardness of you're ready to brush your teeth, but it's in the other side of your toothbrushes in the other bathroom. And you have to go out through the doors and hope that the closet isn't open to get to that other part of the bathroom. So I love... I know Disney is known for their split bathrooms and that's a great thing for families. However, if you're thinking about having this inside stateroom, the bathroom was great. 
uh, from a sizing perspective. And we, I still had a queen bed to sleep in all by myself. It was it was tight, but great for two people for three days. It was cozy. I would use the word cozy. We just absolutely <laughs> sure. loved it. No, we did. We were, we were so excited when we did, you know, we swapped room tours. And um, Catherine was so excited to show us every detail of the room. And I think it was it was perfect. I mean, I would absolutely sail in that room as a mother daughter with an eight year old. It was perfect. Or two people, you know, if Deanna and I were just going on a cruise and that was the only thing kind of available at the last minute. I wasn't sure how I would feel about an inside stateroom with motion sickness or just claustrophobia. And I will definitely have that as an option again when booking if we were doing any sort of last minute and that was what uh, was available. And also as a parent with a younger child, knowing that there wasn't the door, and I know that Disney is very safe with the double locks, but as mm-hmm. a sailing as a solo parent, I really also had that peace of mind of knowing there was no door to an open sea. So I think we got to talk about, you know, the a little bit about sort of the boarding process, but I think more so is um, your impressions of the ship, right? You drive up to Port Canaveral and you see the beautiful Disney Wish in port. But I- I'm curious what you saw and what your experience was at Port Canaveral. So we arrived, Catherine and I arrived on the Disney Cruise Line bus service because we stayed at the Beach Club before and then took that bus over. And it was kind of neat because we were with a lot of first-time cruisers Mm -hmm. on the bus. And so when you round that corner, you come over the bridge and you see the ship. And I kept saying, Catherine, we're about to see it. We're about to see it. And then you just, you heard the visible wow from (laughs) the adults and the kids. And for me, seeing it, Catherine and I both said, wow, it is so much bigger than the Wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Even from far away and up close, it is so much bigger than the Wonder, which is the ship we've sailed on most recently. Yeah. Kaylee, any uh, first impressions for you all? We were just, you know, dazzled the way that you sort of always are when you see Mm -hmm. a Disney ship. But um, for us, I would say that our whole experience was just sort of, I don't know, I can't really articulate the word for it muted or relaxed. I just, it felt very (laughs) different not having our daughter with us. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It was just sort of like, like we were very excited. We both cried when we boarded. I mean, it was, but it just, it felt different. We definitely felt like the ship was gorgeous when we saw her. The upper decks looked very white and gleaming. And I don't know if that's the Aquamouse. It has sort of more white than the Aqueduct. I couldn't quite figure out why it looks so bright and gleaming, but she's an absolutely beautiful ship. And we were definitely dazzled as we, we stayed in, um, in Cocoa Beach. So we just had a quick cab ride over and we were definitely dazzled when we saw her in person. I mean, we always have to hear the, the first impression, right? The, the first look, it's like the first look of the groom sees his bride for the first time. <laughs> but you, you walk into the beautiful grand hall of the Disney Wish your family name is announced. What what are you feeling at this moment, Kaylee? It felt surreal. So for all of this time since the Disney Wish started sailing, we've been watching the videos and scouring the internet for photos and, you know, TikToks and any kind of experience. And to actually step aboard that ship and be in the Grand Hall really felt surreal. And I'm not kidding when I say we did both cry. Um, And I think that we gave our our name as Rob and Kaylee instead of the DeGorsey family because we were missing Ruby. So we wanted to make note of that. Yeah. But it was just the ship is just so pretty. 
the details are incredible. And it really just felt surreal to be standing in that space. I love it. I love it. Ashley, what about you? We did the same thing. We, we were Ashley and Catherine uh, when we when we boarded. You know how Disney says, welcome home when you walk into a space? Catherine clearly felt at home. She walked right in in front of me. She went up to wave to uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider that were in the little balcony. She found someone handing out the wands. And then she promptly pointed out the slide down to Kids Club. I mean, it was... She was beeline for that slide to Kids Club. So I didn't have much time to take in the ship at all. <laughs> she had an agenda. Oh, yeah. she had an agenda. Yes. <laughs> I bet. So did is that what you did first then? Go explore the Kids Club? I mean, that's it's a huge space, obviously, down on Deck 2. But you can get to that space during open house time from Deck 3 through that slide. Both adults and kids, for those listening... Adults and kids can both take the slide as long as the kids club is in open house mode. The entire club has to be in open house mode for adults to go down that slide because it does pass down into the secure area uh, of the kids club. So Ashley, what'd you guys do? Did you take that slide down? I didn't because oh it was only uh, because it wasn't open at that point. Oh, okay. They weren't ready to accept because we were boarding group two coming in with the bus. And so... They were not ready to accept visitors. And so we pivoted and went straight up and got pizza and then changed into our swimsuits for the Aquamouse because I wanted to experience that with Catherine. And we had bippity-boppity the next day. And mm-hmm. so this was our opportunity to explore the pool deck and do the Aquamouse. So yeah, we we got our pizzas, which were phenomenal, and, and then spent the rest of the afternoon, way past when rooms are ready, up exploring all the different slides and pools. How did you find the pool deck? I guess we can talk to both of you about this. And obviously, you may have hit the Aqua Mouse at different times and all that. But I'd love to know what you guys thought of the pool deck on the Disney Wish and the Aqua Mouse because they're quite different layout than on all four of the other ships. Um, so I'd love to hear what you guys think. So our um, just going back to our boarding experience was pretty much the opposite. So we, being just adults only, went to the concierge luncheon, which was at 1923, and it was lovely. And we had some champagne for our ears and cheers photo. Um, and then by the time that was over, our room was ready. So we were able to go up and our luggage was there and we were able to unpack our things into all of this incredible storage. <laughs> we did not actually make it out onto the pool deck. I don't think we made it out the first day. I guess we must have the second day. We opted to skip the sail away party and we really wrestled mm-hmm. in our minds about this because it's a different sail away party and we, you know, obviously hadn't done it on the wish, but we decided to go up to the concierge sun deck and we found a spot in a hot tub that we had to ourselves and we had some champagne and we watched the sail away from there and it was really lovely. Oh, that sounds good. And there's definitely a part of me that sort of missed the fun and excitement of the sail away, but we just sort of had a different mindset with this cruise and it ended up being a lovely experience to do sail away that way. And I don't think we made it out to the pool deck until the second day. Oh my goodness. Let's let's talk about the pool deck and when you did make it out there and, and sort of what you thought about the layout. Because I know, Kaylee, you have a ton of experience on the other ships and understanding the various layouts. And I know you advise clients, obviously, and what, you know, what ship to pick. And sometimes for a lot of folks, pool deck's really important. But yeah, what do you think of the layout and, and sort of the, the setup being different from the other ships? We didn't actually go into any of the pools, but we did a lot of exploring to Mm -hmm. see that, you know, for my clients and to sort of get the lay of the land. 
I thought they were fabulous. I really liked the fact that there were a lot of small pools instead of the one large one or the two larger ones. You know, I don't have a little one anymore, so I didn't get to actually experience that. But from my perspective, I actually liked the idea of having a lot of smaller pools. And I have to say, there were a lot of them that even when the pool deck was busy, you know, there was an empty pool or there was an empty pool. And so they weren't sort of the kids were packed in like sardines, like you can sometimes see. And there were some pools where there were just a couple of adults and no kids. It just sort of, to me, it seemed to give a lot of options. I agree with the options because I watched a lot of YouTube videos and I was not excited about this odd pool deck situation with Mm -hmm. so many small pools. But we got on there and... I loved it. I'm not sure how I'm going to go back to the the Mm -hmm. two rectangle pools. Catherine loved it because she could be independent in the pool. She could sit in the ones that are about a foot deep under the waterfall feature and watch Funnel Vision. Or she could go to some of the other pools that were deeper. And it was really cute because um, there was a whole roof of kids that were switching between about three different pools on the pool deck and all the adults, uh, we were just smiling and waving. And they'd all decided that because there's this one pool that seems very deep, especially for an eight year old. And um, Catherine and the kids had the idea of putting on life vests, even though they're all independent swimmers and just bobbing there while they (laughs) sang the songs to Aladdin on Funnel Vision. While watching Funnel Vision. (laughs) Watching Funnel Vision. It was phenomenal. And so, um, yeah, I like the pools. I like the splash pad. We walk through there. We walk through the um, pool that's at the very bottom of the traditional yellow slide, which is not Aquamouse, but the mm-hmm. um, the Pixar theme slide, which is very fast. I enjoyed that a lot. Yes. Um, so yeah, I really think it was intentional how they designed the pools to be almost like a theater seating yes. so that you could then see the final vision. And I, I really liked that. And there was a ton of seating for adults or for someone like me who just needed to leave our bags, change clothes, leave our bags, and then explore all the pools. Yeah, I mean, for I just say for all the bad design decisions Disney gets faulted for on the Wish, they did a lot. They had a lot of really great design decisions. So I sort of look at it as you have to take the good with the bad. I mean, the pool deck with some commentary around those with, you know, mobility issues and things like that, who I think felt like it was not great. Although they do, I do want to say they have chairlifts and other things to get you around that deck. It's not like they completely ignored that community. But I think that layout of that pool deck is amazing. It spreads the crowd mm-hmm. out. There were pools that were empty. Like there were pools that were empty yes. on that ship, which is unbelievable to me that that happened uh, on the Maiden. I think it's a parent's dream too, because we Agreed. could sit up on like one of the higher tiers and look down. And so Nathan, in the, yeah, we could be in the shade up further back and we could still see Nathan in if he shade. went to like one of the, well, <laughs> he could go to one of the pools that was like right near us, or he could go all the way down by Funnel Vision and go to one of those pools and we could still see him the entire time. So there weren't really like blind spots as long as you were up above. If you were down at the bottom, obviously you wouldn't necessarily be able to see everywhere. But it it just seemed like a for kid safety seemed frankly like a better layout as well. I agree. The the sight lines of the pool deck was great. You know, up on the pool deck is also the adult pool area. What'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> so while Catherine was bobbing so along, delicately placed. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'll say for um, after the rooms were open and so the pool that kind of cleared out, I took a walkabout and um, there was not a soul in the adult pool area. Uh, the hot tub was open. Most of the chairs were open. The bartenders were playing games. And I ordered some sort of drink that came with a popsicle in it oh, and, yeah. and just walked around. So it there was nobody over there when I was there. I didn't get any other time to hang out in, in the adult spaces. But I say after after those rooms open around 1.30, it was empty for us. We did not use the adult pool area, but we walked through early in the morning and took a lot of photos and sort of scoped it all out. It's really beautiful when it's empty, mm-hmm. but I did have the feeling that it's the height of the day when there were a lot of people who wanted to use that space, that it would be pretty snug in some of those pools and hot tubs. Um, I think the infinity pool was a, like a great idea, but I'm not sure in reality that that translated. And I will mm-hmm. say that when we went to Palo, our server took us out to the veranda that's outside of Palo where they actually designed it to have alfresco seating and they can't use that space at all because the infinity pool sloshes over the edge. Oh my so God. An inherent, an inherent design flaw. And he said, you can see on the deck, the I mean, there are water stains everywhere. So they had designed it to have outdoor dining wow. or at least you know spaces a couple where you can of have drinks yeah. until your table was ready and they cannot use that space at all so that was a really interesting little tidbit that he shared with us wow. i thought the space was beautiful but i thought it would be crowded easily yeah i hadn't heard that tidbit so that's really interesting thank you for sharing that i wonder if that'll be something that they fix on the treasure i would guess so because i think you know obviously there's been a lot of feedback about that adult pool, that infinity pool being too small and the adult space in general being too narrow and too small. And from our experience, where we were on the Maiden and the DVC Charter right after, which were both very adult-heavy cruises, they did not have a lot of kids. In fact, for Jack Jack's Diaper Dash on the Maiden Voyage, there were literally two babies on the entire ship. And they were the only non... They were the only non... uh, They were only brand new cruisers. They were the only two who had never sailed before on the whole ship, apparently. I mean, there were just not kids on those sailings. So that adult area got really, really crazy packed. And I think in general, particularly on sea days and the middle of the afternoon, those are spaces that are going to to get packed. I do want to talk about some of the other adult-only areas of the ship while we're on this topic. We obviously know Cove Cafe is back there, an adult-only area for coffee. It's also kind of a bar at night. It's a little out of the way. I didn't love the placement of it. Curious as to if you guys you know, thought that was an issue. There are multiple coffee bars, of course, on the Wish. And then I do would love to hear your impression of some of the other spaces like the Bayou and Nightingales and the Rose. I mean, we have so many wonderful adult spaces on board this ship. Let's start with you, Kaylee, because you got to probably spend more time in these spaces. I'm imagining that you spent more time in these spaces than Ashley did. That's correct. To put it in perspective, <laughs> we never made it to the kids club at all. <laughs> But we almost ticked every box on our bar crawl that I created before we went. Love it. So we really made it a mission. You know, when I do a short cruise like this, I often don't schedule anything Mm -hmm. because I really just want to relax and enjoy. But this definitely felt like I had a little bit more of an agenda because I did want to visit all of those spaces and particularly those adult only spaces. And we did go to most of them. 
I know that there's been a lot of feedback, some maybe even negative feedback. I know it's surprising that all of the adult spaces were not sort of in a district or one area together. I thought it was great. I mean, I loved the different spaces. The Nightingale was just so pretty. We had a fun drink at Hyperspace Lounge. We hit the bayou. We did all of the, you know, all of the coffee shops. I tried espresso martinis all over the ship. (laughs) I thought they were great. And I think that overall, and this is sort of my overall overarching feeling about the wish in general, is that there are a lot of things about it that are different. But that's okay for me because Mm -hmm. I feel like ultimately I'm in a brand new space that is still giving me the storytelling and the magic and the characters that Mm -hmm. I love. And like, what's more fun than getting to explore a new space? I mean, obviously it feels fun to go back to a space that you know, you know, you're going to go here and you know, you love going there. But we just, so much of the feedback that I've gotten is, you know, this is worse and this is better and this is worse and this is better. And for me, my overall feeling was just that it's different. And it was, there were things that I liked and things maybe that I didn't like so much, but it was just a different experience and that was okay for me. So I got to walk through everything very quickly. (laughs) When Catherine would go down to the kids club, um, she loved having story time with Belle and the frozen recreation story where the kids got parts and stuff. And that would be about an hour, an hour and a half for me to walk around and experience things. And so I didn't get to get a drink at Hyperspace or Rose or those areas. Um, I did have that pretty drink in the bird that was really oh, cute. Yeah. Which one is that? Nightingales. Nightingales. Were the bird glasses back? Yes, the they bird were. glass was back. However, you could not leave Nightingales with it like you can with just the martini glass. They watch you at the door. So I wanted um, to come back for the piano player uh, to experience that in the evening. Didn't have a chance to do any of that. So I have a lot of things I need to do on our upcoming wish cruise in April because I got to see everything very quickly, but never got to sit down and enjoy the bayou or uh, some of those other spaces. So from just impressions of the cruise, there were so many neat, amazing spaces, which I loved, but they were all just small. But yet, I don't feel like any of them except for the main dining rooms were overcrowded. And we were on a full cruise. So I feel like it dispersed the crowds really well. I was kind of surprised about that. That's a great point. I would agree with that. I don't feel like I felt it was crowded or tight almost anywhere on the ship. Main dining rooms aside. (laughs) Main dining rooms aside. With that kind of caveat, that makes sense. Let's talk about that for a second. So rotational dining is normal, but what did you think of the different dining rooms? And, uh, you know, aside from the longest hallway on earth uh, to get from... (laughs) <laughs> wherever the entrance is to Arendelle to the actual Arendelle. dining room. Yeah. Uh, but they I mean, decorated it great. Let me just say that. Oh, the, <laughs> and it took twice as long with my frozen obsessed kid to, to take a picture <laughs> with every picture. So yeah, yeah. it's a long hallway. <laughs> Why don't we start with one that's typically the least contentious, which is 1923. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I am a, a Disney history buff and follower of Walt. And so seeing all of that history in there and all the artifacts and the models and everything was really fun. I love the decor and the theming and the meal I had was fantastic. I do think that that was the tightest table arrangement of any of the three that we experienced. I mean, we were a table of four people 
We were at our own table against a wall, which was really nice. But there were really a lot of areas in that dining room that were incredibly tight. Incredibly tight. I enjoyed 1923 for lunch a lot better because we were not packed in and you could really actually see the artwork. Because when everyone's sitting for dinner, you can't actually get close enough to appreciate the sketches and a lot of that history. So loved the idea. But um, and, and Kaylee, remember we were sitting down and Catherine needed to get out and it took two adults to move that heavy chair just so she could scoot out. So And then the when ch- she came back, I think she climbed over in the chair because it was easier than having <laughs> to move all of the furniture. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. But delicious food. Well, let's talk Worlds of Marvel then. Fair replacement for animators palette or thumbs down? What did you think? I I am not... Um, I know nothing about Marvel. Uh, and so I didn't have that emotional connection like I do with Animator's Palette. But yeah, I, I liked it. I like the food was fine. I will say on the food point for all of the dining, um, we are an allergy family, uh, a couple different allergies. And I had heard going into this experience with the wish that they had designed the kitchens so that there is a single, and again, this is just hearsay, but there is a single allergy kitchen for all three dining rooms instead of having an allergy section back in mm-hmm. the kitchen for each dining room. And I get it. That's more efficient. And and I totally get it. However, there was a difference in the food because oh, your food came out as, and I'm using air quotes here, allergy food. You could tell it was stripped of all of the uh, major allergens, which again, it's great life-saving. However, on the other ships, the dream, the wonder, when you ordered a meal and um, you needed that accommodation, it still came out as an interesting entree or an Mm -hmm. interesting dish. And they just removed that single component. There were times when looking at the menus, planning ahead for the next night, which again is great from an efficiency standpoint, where my menu would be completely different than Kaylee and Rob's menu. There were no similar dishes. Uh, And so yeah, so it was an interesting experience. I'm looking forward to trying the adult dining when we go in April because they are able to personalize your dishes a lot better. What did you think of Worlds of Marvel, Kaylee? Are you guys Marvel fans? Are you We're not uh, huge Marvel fans? And we've made our way maybe halfway through the Marvel storybook. Is that what it's called? <laughs> the MCU. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. We loved it. We loved it. We thought it was great. It actually felt, I think, like the most intimate of the three main dining rooms. So mm-hmm. just the way that it was laid out. I mean, it definitely felt a little like Animator's Palette. You know, it had sort of those similar tile floors, but it didn't feel too tight in there. We loved the menu. I had the scallops. They were fabulous. The story was a little hard to follow. Maybe not as a Marvel There was a story? There was a story. We were like hammering the thing in the middle. Oh, right. Um, But it was, you know, even as not being a Marvel person, it was sort of fun to carry on. I'm not sure that it would be fun over and over, but, Mm -hmm. but we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. You know, one of the things we love to talk about on this show, besides Disney Cruise Line, is Adventures by Disney, or ABD. And our good friends and show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel have an amazing promotion going on right now. If you've been thinking about doing an Adventures by Disney trip, now is the time to take a look. So... For any trips booked through My Path Unwinding, traveling after October 1st of 2023, they are giving you some exclusive rates on Adventures by Disney. And I mean exclusive to My Path Unwinding travel. So they've got some discounts on Adventures by Disney. They're also giving out a backpack to each family. You can check that out in their Adventures by Disney and National Geographic Expeditions Facebook group. 
It's been very popular. It's an Adventures by Disney backpack that they are able to give out, one per family. And we should say, all of this is in addition to any promotional rates that Adventures by Disney is offering. You can stack all of this stuff, but you'll get all of these great extras along with the My Path Unwinding expertise in Adventures by Disney because they've taken quite a few of them. So if you are interested in exploring Adventures by Disney, finding out what these discounts are like, just exploring the opportunity to take an Adventures by Disney trip, then head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo so they know we sent you their way and let them know you're interested in Adventures by Disney trip and they will help you out. We love the folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thank you so, so much for sponsoring this show. Now back to our episode. I feel like we've got to we've got to talk about Arendelle. You know, you mentioned in the hallway and that Catherine needed to stop for a picture at every portrait in that hallway. That does not surprise me. It is really well done as far as decorating, despite the fact that it is quite long. But we need to talk about the the space, the layout, the show, the food. I feel like Ashley, we got to start with you because I I can only imagine that Catherine is blown away by the space. Oh, she loved it. She absolutely loved the space, and we got to see a lot more of the details. Uh, when we were waiting for the princess meet and greet, because that's where you get to meet Queen Anna and Elsa earlier in the cruise on, I think, the first day. So when we went for dinner, it was it was amazing. I mean, we adore Frozen. We love everything about it. I love the audience participation with singing. I love that Kristoff got to sing Let It Go instead of Elsa. I thought that was hilarious. Olaf, animatronic Olaf was working and we loved it. I can't imagine if I was not a Frozen fan, how I would enjoy it because it definitely felt (laughs) all encompassing. Who knows? But um, we loved it. We had a great view of the stage. I wish the characters could meet a little longer, but they can't reach all the tables. So I don't know how Mm -hmm. that would be possible either. The food was okay, but we mostly just loved the singing and the performers were just incredible. Now, Kaylee, it's just you and Rob. I mean, Ruby's 17 anyway, so I'm not sure that she's the target audience for Frozen anyway, but curious as adults, what you all thought. Of course, you're sitting there with Ashley and Catherine. They were singing along. I'm answering for Kaylee. They were singing along. (laughs) Well, And and you get the view of Catherine, who's obviously enthralled with this experience, but I'd love to know what you thought. So Frozen is absolutely a family favorite for mm-hmm. us and ruby was in second grade when frozen came out so the perfect age at the height of the hysteria it came up in my facebook memories the other day that we had a birthday party for her with a dj and they were singing the dj played <laughs> let it go in the entire class i mean it was like 50 kids in the gym all singing at the top of their lungs. So Rob and I actually did both cry during the performances during that dinner. It was my favorite of the three, I think, with regard to that kind of thieving. I mean, it was, I thought the food was fantastic. The mm-hmm. the design of the dining room and the hallway really adds to it. I mean, you need the hallway because Anna's going down the hallways. You right. know, it just was all so perfectly done. And I will say it again, I've said it on this show before, but it is a missed opportunity that they're not selling those water glasses because (laughs) just like in Tiana's on Wonder, I coveted those beautiful water glasses. The design of the salad plate was so cute. I totally agree. I want the entire place setting. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. 
Well, so no adult dining or did we do a brunch? Did we do Apollo brunch on the sailing? Rob and I did Apollo brunch. Yes, we did. And it was it was incredible. It was actually the best Apollo brunch experience we've ever had. Wow. Our our server was just incredible. And we really connected with him. And I mean, the food is always great. So the food wasn't that different. Of course, I had the lasagna. That's my favorite thing probably on any Disney ship. But it just, the space is so beautiful. Going through the Rose. We did have a drink at the Rose at one point. I don't think on the way to brunch though, because I don't think it was open at that time. But the space is incredible. The food was fantastic. And we just happened to have an incredible server. It was a really wonderful experience. The only adult thing I did was uh, I got a facial on the cruise. Oh. So I haven't checked out the Rainforest Room or any of the adult dining yet, but I did uh, I did get to sneak away and while Catherine was in the kids club and get a facial. How did nice. you enjoy the spa? That's actually one spot that Brian and I have really not been in. Um, yeah, we're I see seeing we're thumbs seeing down thumbs across down. the board here. Yeah, yeah, we're watching. So for our listeners, they can't see video because we this we're not recording video on this. But you're giving us thumbs down. I'm curious about this because we obviously Brian and I experienced the rainforest room. I did experience the salon. I got my um, my nails done, but I did not get to use the spa. The one experience we wanted to do, which was this like float on air massage thingy, majig. They did not have actually up and running on the maiden. So we canceled. They were like trying to offer us a regular massage. And I was like, no, that's not what I signed up for. For the yeah. record, it's still not running. It was not running. They told us it was still not running. Well, we're booked on it, it and it. they haven't canceled it. Wow. I'm going to wish you luck. No, I believe you. It's probably not running, but they'll but they'll try crazy. they'll try and do the same thing they did to us the last time, which is they just book rebooked us for a regular couple's massage. Yep. And when we found out, we canceled. And I was actually kind of pissed that they didn't call and ask and say, hey, we, we don't have this experience available, but if you'd like, we're happy to offer you a couple's massage. But yeah. We went for a full tour of the spa on embarkation day, um, which was fabulous. It was nice that it was sort of open house and we could see all the spaces. And the person who took us through on the tour said, oh, no, don't book this because it's not even up and running yet. She sort of gave us that inside scoop. And then we did proceed to get the day passes for the rainforest room for the following day, which ultimately ended up being a big waste of money because we had already walked through and seen all the spaces and taken all the photos. Mm -hmm. We, you know, enjoyed the different rooms and the loungers and the outdoor space. But I will say for us, it's just not really that enjoyable of a space. It feels even in that outdoor space where they have the hanging beds and the hot tubs, it feels sort of closed in and just sort of open to the ceiling. Like, Mm -hmm. And you have the people on the walking track, which there's obviously been lots of feedback about that. They're all looking down and saying, well, what's that? Oh, there's the spa down there. And I much prefer Fantasy or Dream where, you know, the loungers are facing out and they have the hot tubs that face out to the water. And I, um, I'm glad I saw it and took the photos, but I don't know that I would book spa again on that ship. Interesting. That is the one thing that was a disappointment for us. Interesting. Ashley, what was your perspective? I had a wonderful facial. Um, so the facial was phenomenal. But yeah, I agree. I did not like the spa space. It You walked in and there was retail space for very expensive things, not even the traditional wall of, uh, what is it, Elemis? Is that how you say it? Right. Spa um, those yeah. spa products there. The sitting room while waiting for your facial, what felt like they, you know, on a school bus when they pack way too many people into one bench on a school bus, <laughs> that's what it was like. And oh, you wow. couldn't ex- go anywhere. Also, the fire alarm goes off c- constantly. 
because what? every time someone opens the steam room inside, it sets off uh, the, the steam and the smoke sensor, oh it sets gosh. off. And so we all then had to evacuate and the spa personnel didn't come and get us. And the three or four people that were sitting there were kind of thinking, oh, Lori, you know, the ship's on fire. And um, and so we walk this outside. sounds so relaxing. No, wow. it was not. Wait, is this is this the rainforest room or a different? No, no, this is a spa. This is just the spa where she's she's waiting for her facial, and like then the alarm is going. Nice, comfy yeah, chairs. the Not comfy the towels, yeah. but at least yeah. like there's a lovely seat, sort of waiting room. In. Yeah, no, this was packed like sardines and an alarm going off. And oh my god, it, yeah, it was no bueno. All right, I, we've got to talk a little bit about the the kids club and um and how, what Catherine thought of it. Ashley, what did you think of it? I know you you probably went during an open house and and what was Catherine's review of the Oceaneers Club? Yeah, she um we I went during open house to the Marvel and the Star Wars section, and the Star mm-hmm. Wars section was so neat. Um, and yeah. I'm not even a big Star Wars fan, and I thought it was so cool seeing the kids do that thing in the Marvel section where they try on the suit and then they do the interactive game with it. That looked really neat. Catherine absolutely loved the regular section, the princess section, the mm-hmm. fairy tale. Um, she did that roller coaster, design your own roller coaster yes. thing a bazillion times. She loved that game. She actually asked her right before the recording, I said, what do you, what do you want to talk about in terms of the wish versus the wonder? She said, the princess room was very relaxing if you just wanted to sit there and draw and be in a princess fairy tale. She likes the play climbing area on the other ships where you have the slide within the club so that you can go on it multiple times. And she even said, mom, it felt really short, meaning there was no extra height in the kids club. Mm. So being on deck two, she couldn't really verbalize the difference, but that's what she meant is that there's no extra space. The only slide is the one to enter the club, which she took every time. Yeah. She she definitely enjoyed it. She loved the club. She can't wait to go back. Um, however, the last two sailings we were on were during the pandemic restart era. And so it was less kids, obviously. Right. And she enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we all? I feel like we've got to talk about shows. And then we have to at least briefly talk about the deck food, right? So, because that's, it's just so different, right, on The Wish. So let's let's talk real quick then about the shows. Which which one was your, actually, don't tell me your favorite because I want to save that for rapid fire. Um, but I'd love to hear sort of general impressions of the shows. You've got three. I don't know if you saw all three because you're only on a three next going. Okay. All right. Well, were you impressed? We've got three, well, I'm not going to say three new shows. We've got two new shows and one repeat from the other <laughs> ships. But what'd you think? I had heard so much hype about uh, Seize the Adventure, that first night show. That was great. But to me, I thought it was going to just be blowing me away because I'd heard Mm. so much hype about it. So yes, it was wonderful. I did like how they mixed the songs together. Who was was it? Elsa and Merida. It was really neat. I enjoyed that. In general, I liked how they used the sides of the stage Mm -hmm. for the projection mapping and how they came through the audience. So that's what I thought about CZ Adventure. Everyone should go see the shows. I mean, hands down, I'm committed to that. Kaylee, thoughts? We we loved all three shows. I was excited for the two new shows, being Cece Adventure and Little Mermaid. Both were incredible. I mean, the Little Mermaid adaptation was just phenomenal. We were on the fence about seeing Aladdin because we've seen it so many times on Fantasy. And then we've seen it at Disneyland 
right. you know, when it was there. And of course, we had to be with our family, the Nortons, <laughs> and go see the show. And I'm so glad we did. We actually had a, a technical issue during our show and they shut it down for a good, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. Oh, wow. They shut it down twice. First time Aladdin for Aladdin. Actually, yeah. He actually sprained his ankle right at the very <gasps> beginning when he was running through the street scene. And we saw it happen. And we were sort of like, wait, what just happened? And then yeah, all of a sudden the curtain went, went down. And Darren came, you know, Darren Cruz, director, came out and said, just everybody be patient. We've had an issue. And oh my know, people were like stirring. And do we leave? And we stuck it out. And I'm really glad we did because Aladdin was, it was different than the fantasy. I mean, that's super different. You know, the story right. is the story. But we really enjoyed it. We loved all three shows. And I would, I'm really glad we went to all three. Awesome. I loved the female empowerment twists on both yes. Little Mermaid and Aladdin. And Catherine loved it too. The fact that, spoiler alert, Ariel saves herself with her voice at the end. And it's the choreography, the choreography, hold on, the choreography of every single <laughs> date show and, you know, deck show. Because of show, course we yeah. did the sail away and the pirate night stuff and all of that. The choreography they have taken up a notch was so amazing. Love the tap dancer, by the way. She was great. But yeah, we really liked Little Mermaid a lot. And I'm very excited because of the diverse casting that they had for every show, to be honest, mm -hmm. from Elsa to Ariel, Eric, just everyone was fantastic. I loved that we got to see the, the interruptions in Aladdin because mm -hmm. I'm a theater geek and I thought that was really cool to see how they could shift everything around. And then the carpet was supposed to fly and didn't have quite enough pixie dust. So they had to pause <sighs> the show for that too. But I thought it was just a real world. Life goes on. The show goes on. We appreciated it. And the cast was, was so good. All right. So we've got to move to back to the pool deck just for a quick discussion about the the pool deck food. Tell me why it's the best pool deck food in the fleet. <laughs> Unless you disagree. <laughs> so Kaylee, this one is going to have to be Ashley because we never made it out to pool deck. So we were really conflicted because it's only three days. So your yeah. embarkation day was concierge lunch. NASA day was Palo brunch. brunch. And then we had castaway so we never had a lunch and i had all of this fabulous food in the concierge lounge from the <laughs> kitchen and so we did end up getting food from there but what what suffered was the pool deck and i was really bummed because i have heard that is the one thing i've heard nothing but good things about is the variety and the options and the quality of the pool deck food. So Ashley, please tell me all about the things I missed. Well, the soft serve ice cream was top notch. Right, uh, of course, <laughs> as always. <laughs> um, so we went for the pizza because as an allergy family, the quick service food is a bit of uh, just logistics, Yeah, uh, but it just takes longer. And so I, I wanted to try the Mexican food and the barbecue food. And I will on our upcoming cruise when we have that extra fourth day. Uh, but we only went for the pizza and the staff was great. We got our own individual pizza. And next time my plan is to order the pizzas while uh, my husband and Catherine do the pools and the aqua side a few times while the pizzas are waiting because it yeah. does take a take a hot minute. But oh my gosh, that pizza quality was phenomenal. We Catherine got the that. regular cheese. We got yeah. the um I got the arugula and prosciutto, I think it mm -hmm. is combo. Phenomenal, great service, loved it. And 
If you're a drink of the day person, but you don't like rum, just go over to that pool deck bar, whatever it's called, um, right next to soft serve. And they will make you the drink of the day in the fun souvenir glass, but they can switch it, say from rum to tequila. You know, just if you're yeah. a fan of tequila instead. That's a pro tip right there. Yeah, pro or tip. vodka or whatever, whatever your alcohol of choice is. So I wanted to get your impressions if you saw or were in the hero zone and saw any of the inflatables. Like, what did you think about that space? Fantastic and- idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the idea was fantastic. I love the fact that it's all inside, that you it can be so multi-purpose and that you can play ping pong or air hockey or all these other little games as a family bonding activity. Mm-hmm. It was taken over by families of teenagers. I loved it, or tweens. We watched the Increda course and mm-hmm. we have uh, a strategy. Catherine and I have a strategy for when Ooh. we compete coming up uh, in April. And you have to have your challenge coming on. I know. I'm like terrified, Kaylee. (laughs) They're going to challenge me and Nathan and I'm a little nervous about it. (laughs) And I can't wait to see Daniel crash and burn because he doesn't know the secret to getting through the rings at the beginning that Catherine and I know. So I love it. I think it's a fantastic idea. Can't wait uh, to do it multiple times. But you need to time it when uh, you haven't had a big meal (laughs) or much alcohol. It yeah, alive. not after like That's Apollo brunch. Yeah. That's why we didn't do it because we came and found you after Apollo brunch. That's yeah, right. Yes. It, was in, it was really cool. We stood with these guys and watched it together and we were really impressed. Rob was completely ready to do it until he saw all the adults crashing and burning in those rings at the beginning of the right? course. Right. Um, the kids definitely have the advantage there for sure. And but it was yes. amazing space. Catherine didn't want to do it because we were fresh from Bippity Boppity Boutique. Oh, yeah. We need so to talk about that space. Up. Oh, yes. gosh. Yeah. That space is, um, I love the redesign for Bippity Boppity Boutique. I love that they've changed it from uh, fairy godmothers in training to fairy godmothers assistant because now they're both all genders are fairy godmother assistants and can wear pants and everything. It was great. So I love the redesign of that space. And that's why Catherine didn't want to compete because mm-hmm. she had the fresh braids and the poofy dress and the glitter and, and all of that. Um, so we just need to time our game plan yeah. better for the next cruise. I imagine that's probably the only time that Catherine will take off her ears, except when she's <laughs> going to bed or in the pool. <laughs> uh, well, she has worn the um, inflatable ears. They're not oh. meant to be waterproof, but she has gotten them wet. It, uh, she wore them to Castaway Key. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For those listening, um, Ashley's daughter, Catherine, literally wears mini Mickey ears daily, like to school, to the theater, to family photos, everything. Yeah. Literally everything. Unless uh, she's riding her horse or when she horse back rides and, or yeah, when she sleeps. And so you do have to take off your ears. I would not do it in a dress, princess dress. There were several moms. Remember Kaylee, we watched there were several folks that thought they could get away with maybe like a romper or something. You need to have be oh, fully no. clothed. No, no, <laughs> no, no spaghetti straps in this incredible course. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And I think that actually you have thrown the gauntlet down. It's like the DCL duo versus uh, the Norton family, I think. Yeah, yes. we're taking you. We're taking you. Yes. <laughs> I, I surrender. I surrender for, already. I'm, <laughs> I'm waving the white flag over here because, or the white sock, because I can't wear shoes. Uh, <laughs> because we had a friend do it on the maiden and he came back bruised and beaten and. and, yeah. and 
<laughs> and also just ashamed that eight-year-olds were blowing by him on the mm-hmm. course. And so I yep. think, you know, look, let's just, <laughs> I don't know that we can answer the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it'll be between, between that and um, the, the game where you walk around the, the ship. What is it, Sam? Again, Uncharted Adventure. We yeah. totally want to do that. We can definitely oh, do that together. That we will um, take you down on, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> we got Nathan. He's a video game expert, so we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll I'm looking Nathan- forward to it, but you need to have an audience if you're going to do the Incredible Course because we were yeah. cheering people on for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Somebody needs to record this for sure. I yeah. need to see video footage of this. <laughs> I like it. It might be embarrassing, but I feel like we should do it. I feel like we should do it. <laughs> for your patrons, it's patron footage, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. We have reached that point in our show where it's time for some arbitrary questions, even more arbitrary rules, and a dash of judgment are the round we like to call rapid fire. So Sam, take it away. Awesome. All right, you guys, we're going to keep this focused on Disney Wish favorites. So that's what this is going to be rapid fire on because you guys have been on the show before. We will start with favorite Wish stage show. The Little Mermaid. Ashley. Little Mermaid. Costume design and choreography takes it. Awesome. Favorite rotational dining on The Wish, Ashley. I'm going to have to say Arendelle because of the heart and the emotional connection to Frozen. Yeah. Kaylee? I'm going to say 1923 for the Disney. Yeah, the history history. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Favorite bar space on board The Wish, Kaylee? Uh, The Rose for the amazing seats that face out to the water. Yes. Right answer. Ashley, I know you didn't get to experience a ton of them, but favorite one you, you did. I'm going to vote Nightingales for the fun drinks. Next time, I want to get the frozen martini bubble thing and listen yeah. to the piano player. So I know that's going to be my favorite even after going to the others. All right. Favorite onboard activity on The Wish? The, the pool deck. Yeah. Just the excitement of the pool deck, which I'm shocked. I just said that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee? Uh, reading, relaxing, and enjoying the concierge sun deck. Awesome. All right. This might be controversial. Oh, wait. I think we have to say the pirate night, night the, the crazy show with the fireworks. VIP is always better. <laughs> this might be controversial, but Aqua Dunk, Aqua Duck, Aqua Mouse. Dunk scares me. So no, I like the Aqua Mouse because the Mickey shorts and the surprising water sprays are fantastic. Loved it. Nice. Kaylee? I've chickened out of the dunk every time we've sailed with it. I loved the aqua mouse, but I'm going to say the aqua duck for the family memories. Awesome. All right. Favorite ship. This this is obviously the most the most controversial question. But now that you've been on the wish, what's your number one ship in the fleet? Kaylee? I think that fantasy still wins for first place in my heart. Wonder comes in second. I'm going to give wish third place. Wow. All right. Ashley? I'm going to say to be determined because <laughs> because uh, we have such great memories on the Wonder sailing three times with some great family bucket list trips. And I want to do the wish again with Daniel and experience really the full ship. I don't feel like I've had the full ship experience yet. Yeah. And it's been so long since we've been on the dream that I need to do the dream or the fantasy to really properly answer this question for your fans. I can help with that. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think Kaylee can book you on a few more cruises and you'll have plenty of data to make that determination. I think your answer really, really boils down to love the one you're with, Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, whatever ship I'm on is the best in that moment. So and I, I will agree with that. Ashley that I feel like we had something missing with not having our daughter Ruby with us on Wish. Like I need mm-hmm. to do it again to fully make a decision. All right. Well, thanks for playing, guys. You both win Rapid Fire. We had so much fun chatting with you, finding out your favorites and hearing your impressions of the Disney Wish. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. It's always, always, always fun to talk to both of you. So let's get you climbing up in the uh, number of appearances standings on this show as you sail because we love having you on. And uh, just thanks so much for taking the time this evening to share your thoughts on the fabulous Disney Wish. Thanks for having us. Yeah. If folks want to book with Kaylee, Kaylee, why don't you tell our audience where they can find you? Oh, sure. I'm always hanging out in the My Path Unwinding Travel Facebook group. And you can find me at My Path Unwinding Kaylee on Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. And please, if you reach out to Kaylee, let her know that you heard her on our podcast. And uh, we'd love to we'd love to hear from more of you. I have had a number of wonderful uh, listeners reach out to me, especially with this recent release. And it's been really great. They all have amazing things to say about the DCL duo. And it's been very fun to connect that way. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night. <laughs>